Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. This morning for a message titled, Catching. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Did you notice that? Jesus, the fish are not biting. The fish aren't biting. When my son turned 13, my oldest, it, it was his 13th birthday. We happened to be in Homer, Alaska, visiting the Hurlises in their church. And Jesse said, hey, we should take him fishing for his 13th birthday. And so we went to the hole on the, on the, on the Homer spit. It sounds funny. The hole in the spit. And the spit is like a l- little mass of land that goes out into the middle of the Ketchumik Bay. And, and on the edge of the Homer spit, there's what they call the hole. And it's a big hole in the ground that the tide comes in and fills it up. And then the tide goes out and everything that's got came into the hole is stuck there until the tide comes back in. And it's, it's quite large. Probably I'd say about... I don't know, a couple football fields across. You know, it's, a, it's a big round hole, and, and there's people shoulder to shoulder all the way around it trying to fish. And you can see the fish. The salmon are in there, and they're just you know, moving the water everywhere they go, and they're going around in circles, and they're moving the water, and you can see them. And you know, usually you're, you're throwing in, and you're catching fish, and everybody's excited for it. It's overcast, perfect day for fishing. But for whatever reason, the fish just weren't biting. Nobody was catching anything. Everybody's fishing. Nobody's catching. Except for my son, I think, snagged one of them. He was able to reel it in. But if you snag it, you can't keep it. It's against the law. You have to catch it in the mouth. You can't catch it in the top of the head. And then another guy caught one in kind of the back. And, you know, Isaiah got to reel that one in. But we didn't get to keep any fish because they were snags. It's, It's a bummer when you go fishing and you fish all night And here's an expert fisherman who does it for a living and he spent the entire night fishing and he was blanked. It was an exercise in futility. I I don't know if you've ever been there where somebody says, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Why Why don't you fast and pray about that situation? And what do people say when you say that to them? I've tried that. It doesn't work. I remember somebody said this to me not too long ago. You need to fast and pray about that situation. I tried it. It doesn't work. I said, how long did you fast and pray? Two weeks on and off. Really? Because I've been praying for things for years that I'm still praying for. You just get to give up after two weeks? You think that that's it? Seriously? How many of you guys have prayed and the Lord answered it like within a couple days or immediately? How many of you... Okay, how many of you guys have prayed for several weeks, months, maybe a year, and the Lord finally answered that prayer? Okay, even more. Look at that. 
Okay, how many of you guys have prayed for years maybe or even just prayed earnestly about something that you so desperately wanted and then 10 years later you look back on it and you're like, thank you Jesus for not answering that prayer. <laughs> right? Because we don't know. His ways are not our ways. And, and yet we, we have this idea that, you know, hey, if I'm going to try something, I'm, I'm going to give it whatever I think and whatever I think about it, if it doesn't work in my time frame, then I'm not going to try it anymore. Oh, I tried that. It doesn't work. Oh, you need to do it this way. You know, maybe that's from the Lord. I tried it. It doesn't work. Or maybe you're that person who says, well, I've, it doesn't work that way. That's not how it works. I've done it before. It isn't how you do it. And that can be frustrating when somebody tells you to do something that you've done. I've done it. I've been there, done that. Don't want to do that again. And yet the Lord's saying, I want you to do it. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because when it comes to churches, and I think that this is something that, that is frustrating, is that it really all has to do not with the person, not even with the personality or the magnanimousness of the, of the individual, but at the end of the day, it really has to do with God, doesn't it? You know, Pastor Chuck used to say, the right man in the right place at the right time. You know, and, and when you got the right guy at the right town, you know, he may have gone one place and completely, you know, nothing worked out, nothing happened, and then a, another door opened up in another town after just a, a magnanimous failure, it, it would seem, and he'd go to another place, and then the, the multitudes would come in for that guy. And, and really, it has no rhyme or reason when it comes to us. It just really has to do with following the Lord. What's funny about that is, you know, I found out, years later that I was the sixth guy that they sent out to Emmett. And I was like, oh, really? I'm glad that my pastor didn't tell me that when he sent me out here, you know, that I'm the sixth guy that they tried out here. But the Lord had called me. The Lord had put it on my heart before he even talked to me about it. And so, you know, to us, it was just no plan B. It was just the Lord's going to have to do the work. And, and what's funny and ironic about that is that I've been taken out to lunch by a couple different pastors over the years, and they want to know what my secret is. I've had churches bring their entire staff to sit in our church service to see why our church is doing so well in this little town. You know, you broke that 200 barrier. That doesn't happen. How is that possible? You know, and, and so it's, it's kind of funny because I'll sit down with them, and I'll give them all my secrets. I say it's, it's just simple, you know, Acts 2.42. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayer. And then it goes a little farther and says, and the Lord added daily to the church such as were being saved. It's that simple. In fact, the program's pretty cheap. You just have to buy a Bible and find it in Acts chapter 2. There it is. And that's your whole program. You know, that's how it works. It's, it's interesting. Pastor Chuck, when he took the pulpit at Calvary Chapel, he just kept teaching through the word and his church was growing and everybody was interested in it. But he had a lot of friends that were still in the denomination. And so he was in touch with one of the guys. And they had in that denomination two programs they did every year. One was the, you know, revitalization, fall revitalization. And then there was the Beat the Summer Slump program. And it happened to be the Beat the Summer Slump program. And they, it was all packaged from the denomination that came to them. And it was up to them to do it and you know, basically put as much into it as they wanted to. Well, this pastor told him, this year, we have the funds. We're going to go all out on the Beat the Summer Slump program. And Pastor Chuck says, well, I'd like to be, I'd like to hear, you know, after the summer, I'd like to hear how that went. 
And the program went something like this. They, they got pages from the phone book and they gave pages of the phone book to everybody in the church. And that it was their job to call through those pages of the phone book and make sure that every person on that page got invited to church on a specific Sunday. And then there were people in the congregation who were we're supposed to call those people to make sure that they called the other people. And then there were people who were set aside to go and drive anybody, and they were on the driving crew to drive anybody who would say they wanted to come to church to go pick them up and bring them to church if they needed a ride. And then they went up on the hill, and they waited for the prevailing wind to go towards the city. They filled up a lot of helium balloons, and in those helium balloons, they put a number and a phone number and address of the church on the Sunday that they were supposed to come. If they bring their number, they're going to do a drawing and several numbers will be drawn and you could win big prizes. And so they spent you know, a lot of money, a couple thousand dollars in the whole thing, but some really nice prizes that they could win if they came to church on that Sunday and their number happened to be drawn. And if you come, you automatically win a prize. So the whole summer was over and Pastor Chuck was talking to his friend. He says, so how did your program go? He says, I think it went well. We did everything. We went all out. And he said, did you have any visitors? He's like, yeah, we had, we had, we had a few visitors. He says, how many did you add to your membership? He said, well, honestly, just one. And he's an 85-year-old guy. He's kind of deaf. He joined the church, but I think more for social reasons than anything, because he can't hear the sermons. And we have to drive 25 miles each way to get him, <laughs> to take him home. <laughs> what you win them with, you have to keep them with. And there, you know, you strive to gain, you strive to maintain. These are the things that we learn, but the, the word of God keeps people. Simon Peter obeys, albeit reluctantly, and only partially. Notice this. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Remember Jesus said, and I emphasized it, maybe you caught it, maybe you didn't, let down your nets for a catch. And they let down their net. And their net is breaking. Remember, when Jesus tells us to do something, we should do it in the way he tells us to do things. I remember one time when Shannon and I were setting up for a church service. It was at a retirement home. And I, it wasn't like the Lord was telling me to do anything. Maybe subconsciously, I don't know. The Spirit speaking to me or something like that. But normally we had about 12 old ladies that we did church service for. Shannon did the worship team and I was the preacher. And they'd come in every week and we'd, we'd have about 12. Well, one Sunday, and I don't know why. I, it wasn't like I planned it or anything. I just set out like 25 chairs. And I'm setting up the chairs, and Shannon's practicing, and this lady had come in, and she was kind of helping and stuff. She's one of the late residents, but she said, Boy, preacher, you sure have faith today. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.